Do you want to set your child up for success? Is tutoring out of your budget, or perhaps you're someone like me who just wants to save money on private tutoring? Is this a big school year for your child? You know, maybe they're starting kindergarten or middle school. Maybe there's another milestone coming up. Or maybe your family moved. Oh my gosh, I moved so much when I was growing up. And the kids are starting a new school. Or maybe your child is ahead and just not getting challenged enough in class. Well, IXL Learning is here to help. IXL Learning is a fun online learning program for kids covering math, language, arts, science, and social studies. It's powered by advanced algorithms. IXL gives the right help to each kid, no matter the age or the personality. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. That's right. It is school approved. So make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And how to be fine listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com/fine. Visit IXL.com/fine to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Again, that's IXL.com/fine. When Tillamook ice cream beckons you to the freezer aisle, which irresistibly creamy flavor do you choose? While you're thinking, try not to fuck up the glass. Tillamook ice cream. Extraordinary dairy. Hey, by the book listeners, just a quick note before we get to today's episode. Season four of the show is slated to drop in late November, but we're currently between distributors. So we're not quite sure where you'll be able to hear it. But if you write to us at kristenandjalenta at gmail.com, we'll add you to our mailing list and let you know as soon as we know. Again, that's kristenandjalenta at gmail.com. And now on to today's show. The following podcast contains explicit language. Hey, Jalenta. Hey, Kristen. Hey, Cameron. Hello. You know why you're sitting here, Cameron? Uh, because it's time to be interrogated? Hey. I mean, it's time to open up my heart to the wonderful listeners of By the Book. You know it is. Because I'm Jalenta Greenberg. And I'm Kristen Meinzer. And I'm Cameron Drews. And this is our seasonal Cameron bonus episode. That's right. It is time for another By the Book bonus episode, our between season treat for your ears. And today, it's all about our producer, Cameron. Cameron. We have you, so many questions. You have so many you. fans out oh there. Oh my gosh. Cameron, oh my your gosh. following is growing by the second. People love you. And by the way, folks, I'm just going to put in a plug for Cameron's Twitter handle right now because mm-hmm. Cameron is so funny. Cameron, what's your Twitter handle? Uh, my Twitter handle is at Cameron Drews. Easy to remember. Yeah. And he thank tweets, you for recommending it. Yeah, he it's so lots funny. of funny, dry, observation-y jokes. Yes, he's so funny. All right, so shall we start things off with some of our funny, more frothy questions that came in? Frothy? Frothy! Why yes. frothy? Because frothy. Like, like a milkshake. Right. They're Just nice sweet and, and delicious hearty. and not too meaty. Dairy Just, heavy, but not like meat heavy. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's start with this question from Clara. She says, Cameron... How is Robert Plant doing? Robert Plant is 
thriving. Yay. Well, remind folks where Robert Plant came from. This was oh, the right. nature right. episode. Robert Plant is a plant of mine that Kristen bought for me. This was after we lived by the, or after the two of you lived by the nature fix, correct? And yeah. I was talking about how I don't have any plants and I would like plants. And then the next morning I came to work and there was a plant on my desk that Kristen had bought for me. So uh, Robert Plant still lives on my desk. And oh, he's I, at work. Yeah, he's at oh, work. I, I, thought he, I thought he lived at home with you. I was on the fence about bringing him home or leaving him at work and mm-hmm. I just like enjoyed being in his presence at work all the right. time and I think it does sort of just create a better atmosphere at my desk. Well, I have to ask a question though. Do sure. you leave him at work partly because Tenzin, our maintenance guy, takes care of Robert Plant no, for you? I, he waters our plants every he day. He does, what? but I've been really good about watering wa- Robert Plant. And oh, you have. I care deeply about his survival and his well-being. So, so does great. he have any like new leaves? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very fun to watch the leaves form. They start as these little spirals, oh and God. I get really excited. Look at oh his God. face. His face is lighting up down. like he is a proud father. Oh, mm-hmm. I love it so much. Yes. I love it. I love it's, it. Uh, wonderful. All right. Here is a question from Kristen. Not me. That would be weird if I talked about myself in the third person. But Kristen, our listener, says, Cameron, what book would you suggest Jolenta and Kristen live by for the next season? I don't know. The only one I could think of is when we were brainstorming books, I came across this book called How to Argue and Win Every Time. (laughs) I'm very interested. And I just think that's a preposterous title. And I would love to see what would happen. I'm not familiar with the author, but he has this sort of just like old man cowboy look and he's staring you right in the eye on the book cover. And I just, I'm so curious about this. Yeah. I don't want us to argue. And oh, also, I do. if Jolenta and I were arguing every <laughs> I time. I would always win. <laughs> See, that's this what is you why. think, because I haven't read the book yet. And once I read, okay, I'm going to stop right now. Next question. Next question. Um, this question is from Andrea, who says, Cameron, did you get a new mattress? Hopefully one that is not secondhand or a twin size? Uh, that's sort of a good news, bad news situation there. And what? Um, how did we end up talking <laughs> about your mattress to begin with? I don't know. I can't remember. But, I don't know. But you did reveal to the world that you, you have, have a twin-size twin yeah. second-hand mattress. Or is it yes. third-hand? Um, oh, there's no knowing how many hands. <laughs> no. Oh. Did you find that's it on the, the street fun. or like get it from Craigslist? I got it from... The original twin mattress was um, bought at sort of like a just a really cheap furniture store, uh-huh. like a secondhand furniture store. Oh, cool. And it had been like refurbished or cleaned or something. Refurbished? Oh, goodness. I don't know. Is oh, that a God. word? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, but, I know it is. I don't know if it applies to a twin mattress. So, it, you know, it could be 10 years old. It could have been five years old. I have no idea. But, Cameron, mm-hmm. have you ever heard so this fact about a mattress collects over a pound of your don't, humanness don't, every don't, year? Don't, 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 don't. Oh, there's probably a bunch of no. humans in my mattress. Yeah, so it, like it, over yeah. the course of 20 years, your like mattress will of skin. weigh 20 pounds. Pounds more because That's disgusting. Yeah, it'll so be twenty pounds of you in it. Folks in my mattress. Don't stop it. You guys are both <laughs> grossing me out. But the good what news is, is good I don't. News? I don't. I don't have it anymore. I have upgraded to a larger mattress. <gasps> it is Yay. third hand okay. because again because mm-hmm. let me defend myself. Oh, he here. has good reason. I do know the person who bought it, and it has okay. been in my apartment the whole time. So this was like two roommates ago. She okay. bought. A mattress. Yes. 
and she passed it to the next roommate. Okay. And then I have it now. So you know everyone who has slept in it. I know I know its whole life. You know its history. Yes. You know like the guests it's had. Yes. And like, okay. Yes, yes, yes. I and do. you it's been in your apartment since its birth. Yes. Okay. Exactly. All right. I can approve it. Like, this is definitely an all-around upgrade, even though it yeah, is yeah. used. I fully it is, approve. It is. I am back on the floor. I don't have a bed frame. Oh, so but that, that we can work with. It's sort yeah. of a three steps forward, one, one step, step back, back, maybe, situation. But it's a net it's gain. It's okay. Good. Wow. We're proud of you. We're very happy for Congratulations your mattress and for you. you and yes. your mattress. Thank you. Cameron, this next question is from Rachel, who says, who are your favorite stand-up comedians, and are there any favorite stand-up sets or specials that you have seen? Um, I will. I do have a favorite stand-up comedian Ooh. who is, I think, a lot of people's favorite stand-up comedian right now, John Mulaney. Oh, yeah. And he's great. he's just very, very talented. Um he came out with a special recently that I didn't like quite as much as some of his previous ones. Um, but if you want to hear a great John Mulaney bit, he has an album that came out. It's not there was no video taken of it. This was from like 2006. It's just audio. But one of the funniest jokes I've ever heard is a bit called the Salt and Pepper Diner. So if you just go to YouTube and type in Salt and Pepper Diner, he tells this story about playing What's New Pussycat over and over <laughs> on a jukebox in a diner to the point where people in the diner just like lose their minds. It's the funniest thing I've ever heard. That so. sounds Very good. horrible. Oh, it is. It sounds delightful. <laughs> it, is. it is horrible for the people involved in the story, but the way he tells it is masterful. You know, Cam, you know who I was hoping you would say was your favorite stand-up comedian? Hmm. Either Cameron Drews or Jolenta Greenberg. Oh, well. Because he likes are, good comedians. Those are my <laughs> two favorite stand-up comedians. Have They're you my seen, oh, that's seen so either nice of us do like you. an actual stand-up set? I've seen you do lots of storytelling You've seen me do storytelling. I don't think you've ever seen me do like a set. The best stand-up is a good story, that's in my true. opinion. That's true. I've seen Cameron do stand-up, and he is very, very good. No, oh, Cam thanks. won't let me see him. And there was even one time we were walking together <laughs> while he was on his way. Oh, yeah. To, and, and then he, like, didn't take a turn where he was supposed to because like, I think he didn't want me to hid. follow him. I, uh, <laughs> oh. Yeah, uh, well. And then there was another time where I texted him and said, hey, I heard you're doing stand-up tonight. And then he didn't write me back. Oh, my gosh. True. Cameron. Well, I do. He's just people dissing always, me all the well, time. Jolenta can no, talk I about understand. this, too. Because people want... just, like, people want to come to open mics all the time. No, and, and it's like, this isn't would... a show. This is me trying to work some shit out for later. Right. It's it's like, it's practice. And, and open mics are not. They're also not fun to go to. No, you never they're know really what, what sad time your name will be drawn. I was going to say, it's a lot of like, sometimes a lot of people are angry. Or yeah, a lot of yeah, people yeah. feel very upset at open mics. Yeah, mm. yeah. You'll get like sort of a, you know, there's always like a middle-aged guy who like hates his wife or something. Like, like, it's, like it's, it's just yeah. a motley crew of characters and sometimes it's just really, really sad. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, th- what I was saying also is you don't know when your name's going to be drawn. So let's say you're or at an if, open mic yeah, and true. then your friends are all there waiting for you and then... It's like, oh, I get to go on at one in the morning. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You have no idea. Which I would do for you, Cam, if you would just let me. You are, but just but you're do also it. crazy. I just love you guys. I love we, you guys. We love you. All right, Cheyenne. Let's get to Cheyenne's yes. letter. Cheyenne says, Cameron, if you could write and publish a self-help book, what would it be about? Ooh. Oh gosh, I would never have the arrogance to write a self-help book. But Though, if someone was like, hold on, are you I just saying like, self-help book writers are arrogant? Just a well, there's Whoa, a very, I have all the answers. 
sort of outlook they have to have. I would never suppose to know how to improve anyone's life. I feel like my self-help book would be like how to eat a peanut butter and jelly sandwich every day at 11 a.m. to stave off hunger until about 2 p.m. You're really good at that. It would be very specific specific book. I like it. Specificity is key in everything. It's the only thing that I can say definitively. I I am an expert in. I've lived it. It works. Mm -hmm. You know? Nice. Yeah. Tried and true. If you have a peanut allergy, I'm sorry. I can't help you. Wow. Wow. He's not. He's looking for a very niche audience, people. People without peanut allergies? Yeah, yeah. I guess. Okay. Next question. Oh, this is a very, very good question from someone named Rachel. Rachel says, Cameron, what are your opinions on crystals? Uh, I don't feel strongly one way or another about crystals. They're very cool to look at. Um, though I will say over the past year or so, I have been more interested in things like tarot and astrology those things that frankly i don't believe have any literal supernatural powers is that because but... of the show that you started thinking about these things <laughs> no it's Maybe just because they're well, important certainly... right now <laughs> in certainly... this day and age i don't it's true see what's I mean, funny about that statement a new age it's another one. It's another of it's the new ages. An age. I think it's yeah. an age where we need like a little mysticism to get by personally. No, that's exactly right. It's sort of a pick me up. It's fun to think about that stuff, even though I, I do a lot of willfully suspending my disbelief yes, with exactly. that stuff. It's a fun yes. game, you know. So I think crystals don't seem as fun as tarot. Gonna be honest, it doesn't mm-hmm. seem like there's as they're much a little more to nebulous. Do there. Yeah, and it's more like I hold it. I like what like, they're pretty. Yeah. Though. I use they're my crystals pretty. like I put them out when I do tarot. Yeah. All right, let's move on to another <laughs> fun topic <laughs> from Jen. Mm. This is related to a recent episode. Uh, Cameron, what phrase would you use to describe your personal style, a la the curated closet? I remember we kind of tried to do this when we were in the studio and (laughs) everything had to do with like, it was like like child going to school. No, it was like like, (laughs) 90s middle schooler. No, like freshman year in the 90s. Yeah, something like that. that. I just I wear a lot of Levi's and T-shirts. So it's like the movie The Sandlot. Yeah, 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 yeah. But very classic. But yeah, like he, and yeah, it's, it's a, very I think it's a very like at least to me Pacific Northwest nineties vibe. Yeah, like a bit modernized. I also like to think Cam, you're never gonna look back at photos and regret it. You're not gonna think yeah. when you look at Levi's in a yeah. t shirt twenty. That's because I'm not a risk like, taker. Yeah, I mm. I try and keep it pretty safe. Yeah. Um, for that reason exactly, because I would be thinking about it all the Here, time. Here, this if I is wasn't it. Neutral. It's it's like '90s mom-approved high school boyfriend. That's, oh, that's, that's nice. Cameron's. That's good style. That's really good. Yeah, <laughs> I agree with that. Totally agree with it. Done. On that note, let's take a little break and hug. And when we come back, <laughs> okay, we're gonna talk about some meatier, tougher stuff. Mm. Bye, froth. <laughs> time for meat. <laughs> Jolenta, you and I take comfort and quality very seriously in all parts of our life, including our undergarments. Mm -hmm. And right now, 
I am telling you, I am wearing the most comfortable bra I have ever owned. It has tagless labels, no itching, straps that don't slip, ultra soft smoothing fabrics, and lightweight super thin memory foam. Guess what kind of bra I'm wearing? Uh, I bet it's a third love because I'm wearing a third love bra right now too. Yes, third love. Third Love has a 100% fit guarantee. Their team of expert fit stylists are dedicated to helping you find your perfect fit. If you don't love their product, returns and exchanges are free and easy, but you're not going to want to return your Third Love bra. It is so comfy, and I'm wearing one from their new cotton collection. Their cotton collection has t-shirt bras and cotton underwear. And they made it because they listen to their customer feedback. You guys wanted cotton. They were like, yes, we will develop a cotton line over two years. It will be perfect. You will love it. We are third love. Yes. And the result is a line of incredibly soft, smooth, and breathable bras and underwear you'll want to wear every day. I'm wearing them right now. Like I said, right now. And Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone. So right now they are offering our listeners 15% off your first order. Go to thirdlove.com slash buy the book now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash buy the book for 15% off today. All right, we are back with our Cameron bonus episode. Time to grill him. I mean, oh, oh no, it's time to grill it. him with some meaty questions, isn't it? It oh, sure boy. is. Yeah. Fire oh, it up and get ready, Cam. Here's a meaty question, very personal question. Mm. Uh, Kayla wants to know, Cameron, are you dating? And if so, how do you meet people? <laughs> oh my God. Many listeners <laughs> want to know if you are dating. That's right. It's all about the meat. How yep. do you meet people? Oh my God. Um, I am dating someone now. <gasps> that is a change from the last Cameron episode. He will not tell us anything about this person. So don't ask. Uh, Did you mention to this person you're going to mention this on this show? Oh, no, I didn't. Oh, do they listen to the show? Um, Sometimes not really. Oh, wow. Cool. (laughs) But to get to Kayla's second part of the question, how do you usually go about dating? Um, Are you an app guy? Are you a like hustle at a bar guy? Yeah, it took me a long time to not a hustle at a bar guy. That's why I asked because I could not imagine you being like, "Hey, girl, what's your number?" Absolutely, I'm Cameron. I think that's a really, I think that's like an inefficient way to meet people. Also, you're just sort of like picking at random. Yeah. Though at the same time, Tinder is a really inefficient way. It seems like I think ask Tinder and Dean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but (laughs) for us, I did, I did meet this person on Tinder, and I'm still so surprised that it worked because. Because it does have a um, sort of meet someone at a bar feel to it. Because mm-hmm. it's just like everyone and you don't have much information to work with. It's a lot of gut decisions. So, Tinder, you can see if you have a Facebook friend in common, right? Or no? Um, or you, you used, used to, to be, be able to. I don't know if you still can. I know it sort of like tries to pair you up with sort of like friends of a friend. Mm-hmm. And there is there to try to reduce the degrees of separation maybe. But I initially was using OkCupid a lot because there's a lot of information. You make decisions with your head more than your right, gut. Right. And I was attracted to that because I, th- you read people's profiles and you do see a lot of deal breaker type stuff. Or you'll they just will see ask, typos they make over and over again where you're like, yeah. I can't. Oh, I can't. yeah. Well, that's a big thing. I feel like a big part of the online 
dating process is trying to set yourself apart. So when you look at so many profiles, you just see people writing the same things over right. and over like and over. Like, you're not chill yeah. and you don't, like, travel. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> like, and, like, I don't care if you, like, took a picture of yourself by a pyramid. Yeah, everyone's at Machu Picchu. Everyone's yes. been no. to Machu Picchu. I'm glad that, that, that hasn't changed have... since I've been single. That yeah. is exactly the are same. The are you pictures still happening? Which one's Tiger? Tiger was oh, a yeah, big... Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. those are still happening? Ugh. Yeah, yeah. A lot of elephants, more uh, than anything. Right. A lot of elephant pictures, so... Cam, I'm not sure if you knew this, but the makers of Tinder said that they were trying to replicate a bar experience, actually. Oh, yeah, yeah. Where you would actually, like, walk into a room and... And you're just like, that person looks cool. That person by the jukebox, I'll talk to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that way you weren't being told a whole story or song and dance about anyone. It's just Mm -hmm. like, oh, would I talk to that person in a bar And it's not not? like the narrative they get to weave for themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, at this particular bar, this online bar called Tinder, everybody else there, well... Ostensibly, they're single too. Right, um, right, like right. exactly. Yeah, you're no, at like a singles night like, at a bar. Yes. Yeah, and I'm so surprised that that system can actually be a fruitful one. I was I really just hanging out with a it, Tinder but... baby. Really? Yeah. Oh my god. Baby made by Tinder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, shout I'm... out to Teddy. <laughs> <laughs> that's so. That's fascinating. Yeah. All right. Well. Sorry, everyone out there with broken hearts to hear that Cameron is dating right now, but um. We only know you ask because you love him. It's true. And we ask because we feel like his moms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there is kind of that dynamic happening with this. Yes, yeah. Cameron uh, will not look either of us in the eye right now. That's true. Uh, let's move on, I guess, to uh, this question from Cheryl, who says, where did you go to college? And did you pay your way through? What was your major? That's so interesting. I'm wearing a shirt right now. I never wear this I've shirt. I've never seen you wear that. It is a Seattle University shirt. That is where I went to school. It's a small liberal arts Jesuit college um, in Seattle, like in the city proper. University of Washington is sort of like in a different part of town. So, um, this is a little more We went to like located. the same school, just in different cities. Yeah, yeah. you went to USF, right? Yeah, exactly. I applied to USF. It was San Francisco, I only, everyone. Yes, yes. Um, that was like second on my list and to get into the financial aid part of it, mm. Seattle gave me more money than it's more it's just oh. it's so did. expensive because of the real estate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. San Francisco real estate. Yeah, well Seattle's getting there too. So yeah. So hold on. Speaking Wait, of uh, how yes. you paid for it, you just said you had a financial, financial aid. Package. I had I had some financial aid, um, and the remainder of it my parents paid for. I was very lucky um, that they were able Cameron's to put parents. that bill. I got Thanks, a very Cameron's small parents. <laughs> yes. Thank you to my parents. I got a very small like stipend thing that went towards financial aid also for writing for the um, school newspaper, ooh, but that ooh. was still like a really small amount of money mm-hmm. that didn't help that much. Hold on, what were you writing yeah, wait, in the paper? What, were you a journalism major? Yeah, or? what was your design? No, oh, your I was an English major, oh, okay. so I liked the idea of uh, having my name in a thing. I really half-assed my time as a, as a college journalist. Oh, I did bummer. the bare minimum. I did not apply myself. Hold on, Jolenta, did you mm-hmm. also write for the college paper? No, I didn't. Um, um, two of my best friends did. Ah. I was too busy being in the on-campus plays and producing the student-run productions. <laughs> nice. I was too busy producing Bat Boy the Musical, Kristen. Oh, I love Bat Boy the Musical. And I would have reviewed that because I was the theater critic for my college Shut paper. Up. Oh. You could have reviewed me in the vagina monologues. Oh, <laughs> oh my Wow. Gosh. Did you wear a black turtleneck when you did it? Uh, no, it was red and then black <laughs> pants. Okay. okay. Got it. Got it. Come on. <laughs> oh, uh, quick yeah, question. Yeah. 
Cam, sure. is your college the one with the white chapel that's the modernist? Yes. Thing? <gasps> yeah, and it I've has like a college. reflecting pool. It's beautiful. It's very pretty campus. Not oh been my there. gosh, everybody, if you uh, get USF to Seattle, go too. there. It's beautiful. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Minnesota's is. gorgeous too. University of Minnesota. But that um, Seattle like reflecting pool, yeah. it is so pretty. Yeah, it's really, really pretty. Um, it has, the whole campus has lots and lots of plant life and it's really small. And uh, they put a lot of thought into the way it looks, nice. I think. All right, Cam, here is a great question from Annie. I love this question. Annie says, it seems like the majority of the listeners, at least the majority in the Facebook community for Buy the Book, are women. I'd be curious to hear if you had any input as to why you think this is. Are men less interested in self-help, less interested in listening to podcasts hosted by two women? Does anything about the podcast feel like a no boys allowed zone? Cameron, what do you think? Well, I feel like I've heard you say in interviews, maybe, Kristen, that there are more women who read self-help books than men. Is that accurate? Yes. Would you yeah. say? yes. But I do feel like right now there are more men getting into it. And I imagine there are a lot of like male listeners to Tim Ferriss's podcast and mm. Dan Harris's podcast. Those names sound so similar to I each know. other. I know. Isn't it weird? <laughs> They're not the uh, same Tim person. Tim Ferriss, Dan Harris. Uh, so I don't know. Like There must be dudes who feel like sort of permission to get into self-help if the face of that show is a male face or something. Um, but I don't know. I feel like I I think that By the Book has something for everyone. I don't think it's like prohibitive in mm-hmm. any way. I feel like my hypothesis is that men don't give it a chance in the first place. Mm. And if more of them did, they might get something out of it. Um, but there, it must be whatever the reason is that men aren't buying the kinds of books that we cover is maybe the same reason why they're not listening to buy the book as much. But I don't know what that reason is exactly. It's probably deep in like our male our subconscious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I would need like a psychologist to help me explain that. It's probably all of our stupid male baggage. And like, I mean, even our show tile is very like, I don't know. It doesn't. It's not a masculine show tile. Mm-hmm. Um, no. Hold on, you don't like that baby blue and that seafoam <laughs> green? I, I love it's it. Masculine, it's very nice, but yeah. there are women um, on it, so no. Yeah. So, I, oh, do you think that the fact that we're two women is a reason why um, fewer men might be listening? Oh, I'm sure it is. Yeah. Like sociologically, women hold less. Like women's voices hold less status when mm-hmm. people's ears hear them. So I could see a dude being like, oh, like Dan Harris is like an ABC newscaster yeah. and he meditates. Like, I'll check out that dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, like these two friends read books and like talk about it. Like, but we have a male producer. He's true. right here with us. <laughs> I've been noticing more and more men come up like in our listener feedback. So it's interesting. But I think no, it's true. I feel like it takes more word of mouth to get someone to branch out. Mm-hmm. Of their like regular genre, yeah, absolutely. We just need to put a picture of Cameron on our show tile from yeah. now on too. Yeah, <laughs> then, we'll, then we'll get that like, whole oh, man. that we'll whole Tim Ferriss audience. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> all right, we're gonna take another quick break, but when we come back, we're gonna talk all about Cameron, the producer. Your job as a producer, how you got into producing, advice for other producers. Stay with us. Kristen. Yes, Jolenta. You know what Cameron, you, and me all have in common? Oh, I know. 
I know very well. We're grinders. Yep. We're teeth grinders. We're grinders. We're over brushers. We brush too hard. We have oral issues. Yep. Oral issues that we could use some help with. Yeah. And that's why I'm so glad Quip exists. Quip is a better electric toothbrush created by dentists and designers. And it's perfect for people like Cameron, you, and me because it knows how to tell us when we're overdoing things with our own mouths. Every 30 seconds, it gives you a guided pulse to remind you, switch sides. Don't just stay there and rip those gums apart. Switch sides again. And over the course of two minutes, your whole mouth will be clean, gently cleaned, Mm -hmm. not horribly ripped apart the way the three of us do things with our mouths. Yeah. Quip uses sensitive sonic vibrations that are gentle on gums. And Quip is one of the first electric toothbrushes accepted by the American Dental Association and has thousands of verified five-star users. Quip is backed by over 20,000 dental professionals. And Quip starts at just $25. And if you go to getquip.com slash buy the book right now, you'll get your first refill pack for free with a Quip electric toothbrush. That's your first refill pack free at G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash buy the book. And we're back with our very special bonus episode entirely dedicated to Cameron Drews, our wonderful producer of Buy the Book. And let's get to some listener questions that are completely about Cameron as a professional man. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, no, you are. Too. Are you not a professional man? I don't know why we I guess are I you am. an unprofessional man? No, you're like no, one of the he's most a professional, professional and like yeah. he is a man. I yes. think he identifies. I think as it's one. the continuing mom dynamic that threw yeah. me off. Yeah, exactly. Man. A professional man. He's our professional man. He Look is. at how he dresses. Look at him. He looks very smart <laughs> in his t-shirt today. Good job. He does. Yes. Uh, Cameron, Sarah has this question. When I was an older teen, I pictured myself growing up to be like you, living in a major city and child-free. When you were 17, where did you think you'd be now? Certainly not podcasting. You probably couldn't have predicted that, right? Uh, certainly not podcasting. You are correct, Sarah. I never would have guessed that. When I was 17, I probably did imagine myself living in a big city, probably not a city the size of New York. I grew up in Boise, Idaho, which is a city, but a very little city. So I imagined myself probably being somewhere close by in Portland or Seattle or San Francisco. And I probably pictured myself like playing in a band or something. That's something I did in high school and just like wanted to do that Wait, as an adult. You were in a band in that, high school? Yeah. Oh, what kind you can't of music drop did you guys play? It was, um, it was sort of like, uh, have you heard like at the drive-in? It was sort of like post-punk, punk sort punk. of like uh, a lot of yelling. Mm. Uh, <laughs> Cameron was, had, uh, Cameron was so angry. <laughs> <laughs> sure, I was mad. It, it was, you know, George Bush made everyone oh, mad. Yeah, right. I everyone if had we to define be... punk pop differently. I, I consider Nirvana punk pop. Um, oh, I wouldn't. I would oh, consider it like well, they're just grunge. Like yeah, uh, grunge. Hmm. I don't know. Interesting. Interesting. All right. This leads into another question from another Sarah. How then did you get into podcasting? I got into podcasting the way a lot of people do, the way Kristen and Jolenta did also through public radio. Mm-hmm. 
uh, when I was in Seattle, I got an internship at KUOW, which is the member station there. I had graduated with an English degree, and so I didn't know what to do with it. And I got a job at a French bakery afterwards, and mm. I just listened to the radio all day while I was like making stuff at the French bakery. And after a while, I was like, I'm going to apply for an internship at the radio station that I listen to all day. And so that's how I started working there. And then from KUOW, I got put in touch with people at WNYC, and that's when I met Kristen and Joe Lenta. Yep. Yay. We met you right when you moved to New York. Yeah, 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 yeah. I moved to New York because that particular news program offered me 10 days of work, and then we would see how it oh would go. <laughs> that's a huge leap. <laughs> so I Damn. moved from Idaho. And uh, then I worked there for like 14 months and then came Yeah, you worked here. there for a good amount of time. Yeah. yeah. All right. Let's move on to this question from Alyssa. Cameron, do you have a favorite episode that you've edited of By the Book? And who goes off track more easily, Jolenta or Kristen? <laughs> well, Jolenta goes off yeah. probably <laughs> more easily. I feel uh, like Kristen is happy to go with me most of the oh, time. Yeah, I yes. love it. Yes. I want to get on that toboggan and most, ride it all the way. Yeah, yeah, Often yeah. the one starting it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have ADHD. But it's it's <laughs> no. not a bad thing. I mean, the episodes of By the Book are scripted, but also there's a lot of room for improv. So it's not like the end of the world when someone goes off track. It's sometimes really good because also you guys haven't talked to each other yet about the books really. So mm-hmm. like you gotta let the magic happen. Yeah. You know? yeah, 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 yeah. And we'll fix it later if it's yeah. total nonsense. And if it's course. garbage, Cameron will be like, Jolenta, like why did you do that? Let's get back in the studio yeah. and redo this. Did right. you notice though, it gets wackier and looser by the end of the season? The beginning of the season, we've the first lost episode. our minds yeah. living by eight books in <laughs> yeah, a row and like accurate. not being able to think for ourselves. Uh-huh. Like, I cannot imagine, Cameron, how hard it is to edit the last episode of the season versus the first. The first, we're just like, let's be all business, let's yeah, get like, down to it. Back I worked on my portion of the author bio, and you worked on the rules, and we have this all in place. And then by the end, it's like, Aah! by the end, it's like, oh, late, <laughs> we have to write the script during this session. <laughs> right. Um, has there been a favorite episode to edit? Or do you I, have a favorite episode of the show? Period? I will say that the episodes that I tend to like the most are actually the ones where I can tell some sort of like introspection is happening because they are almost surprised that it's working. I feel like mm. this happens to Kristen a lot where yeah. like this happened in the four hour work week episode where she was like, oh, I don't know how to relax. And that's, Mm -hmm. like, I think a really cool kind of moment. I felt like that happened a lot, too, during the Love Languages episode. I Mm. feel like the Love Languages episode is one of the best episodes, and the conversation about it sort of got hijacked by the whole gifts conversation. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, But there were so many moments in that episode where you can tell that you guys are sort of learning more about each other's partners and how you communicate and stuff like genuinely right um and i always think that's really interesting because maybe it's because i'm sort of a skeptic like Kristen. so whenever something's like working i'm like oh my god wow i like it did I you like just it. hear what cameron said he's like me he said sort of <laughs> oh yeah i'm like joe lenton in a million ways yeah, cameron also. and i identify um, with each other a lot we do <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> hey, both, we're both. I stand-up. think what it comes down to is we both love Cameron, and Cameron loves us equally. That's true. All right, we're gonna wrap things up with one final question for you, Cameron, about being a producer. And this is from Paulina. She wants to know: Do you have any advice, Cameron, 
for those of us who are aspiring podcast or audio editors? I would say I feel like in this industry, having a good mentor or more than one mentors is really helpful. There's a lot of stuff you kind of have to learn on the fly. And if we're talking about audio editing in general, I've learned like four different audio editing programs and each time I was thrown into them or given a very quick tutorial. During my first radio internship, my instructions were to watch YouTube tutorials. Like no one showed me anything and that sounds like public radio i was gonna say if i know anything about public radio (laughs) that is how all of the interns learn by being like hey we're gonna just uh treat you like a producer you don't know how to do it like oh i hope you figure it out and while there is something to be said for the teaching style of throwing people in the fire it it's also just sort of a waste of time and it can be fast-tracked by just teaching people stuff weird Mm -hmm. so like Especially with audio editing programs, there are so many shortcuts Mm -hmm. and tricks and techniques and things that if you learn early on, you're going to save yourself so much pain and misery. So that's just some very technical advice. I think it's good advice, though. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think that's true in a lot of parts of life, choosing a mentor professionally. Just, Mm -hmm. you know, who do you want to be when you grow up? Dolly Parton. You know, yeah. find someone who already is Dolly Parton and ask some questions. Exactly. Yes. They would know best. Yes, absolutely. All of those things. Well, Cameron, thank you so much for letting us grill you today. Thank Yay, you for Cameron. answering some of the many, many, many questions that came in from our beloved listeners, all of whom who love you. And I love them. Yay. And we, we love you. you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we love you. Everyone's in love. We all love everybody. And Huge thanks to everybody who wrote in with their questions for Cam. The questions were funny. The questions were weird. The questions gave us a little bit more love for Cameron and how great he is. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Reminder, you can always reach out to us. Our email address is kristenandjolenta at gmail.com. You can also tweet us at jolentag, at kristenmeinzer, or at bythebookpod. And at Cameron Drews for Cameron. Thank you, as always, to our guest, and producer Cameron Drews who's going to be editing all this down by the time you hear it it's going to sound beautiful because Cameron because of Cameron yeah and thanks as always to our composer Nate Wida and to the Rizzos who perform our theme song please rate and review us in Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to our show as it helps other people find the show and if you have not done so already tell a friend about the show tell your own personal Cameron about the show tell your friend about Cameron yeah tell everyone about Cameron Until next bonus episode, I'm Jalenta Greenberg. And I'm Kristen Meinzer. And I'm Cameron Drews. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Hey, Jalenta. Hey, Kristen. Hey, Cameron. Hello. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Sorry. Is that not? I improvised. No, I know. It was, good. It was just no. the most Cameron way. It was of, so I'm doing Cameron. it in my voice. Yeah, All right. It's my I, voice. You're doing you. I guess that's our way of saying it's the Cameron episode. Yep. This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun. And that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. 
Learn more at funturns50.com.